Hi, it's Rob West. Before we get to the podcast, did you know that you can live out your faith in your financial decisions with the help of a certified kingdom advisor? CKAs have demonstrated professional competence and a commitment to biblically wise financial counsel. And you can find a local CKA professional in your area by visiting moneywise.org and clicking the Find a CKA button on the homepage. Believe it or not, some folks out there haven't even started their Christmas shopping yet, and you know who you are. I am Rob West. With just four shopping days left, time is running short. But if you're just getting started with gift buying, you still have time to do it right. Today, Howard Dayton gives us advice for last-minute Christmas shopping. Then it's on to your calls at 800-525-7000. That's 800-525-7000. This is MoneyWise, biblical wisdom for your financial decisions. Well, our good friend Howard Dayton is the former host of this program and the author of several books on biblical finances. Howard, great to have you back with us. Uh, wonderful to be with you, Rob. Howard, as you know, Ecclesiastes 3.3 tells us, to everything there is a season and a time to every purpose under heaven. Uh, we usually don't think that's a warning about procrastinating, but perhaps it could be, couldn't it? It sure could. And if folks have been <laughs> procrastinating with their Christmas shopping, Now's the time to get serious. So develop a shopping list that will help you avoid making last-minute mistakes. Yeah, that's a great idea, and it's exactly what we want to do. So where do we start, Howard? Well, start with a goal and a plan. The goal is staying out of debt this Christmas season. Yes. Your plan will help you do that by helping you think more carefully about spending and avoiding impulse purchases. Now, drawing up your plan is pretty simple. First, determine how much you can spend without going into debt. That's your shopping budget. Then make a list of everyone you need to buy a gift for. And finally, divide the money in your budget among those names. Now, they won't all be equal. You can set your own priorities. But in the end, don't spend more than you budgeted for Christmas shopping. Yeah, that is simple, but it may not be easy, as you know, Howard. So what advice do you have if folks have trouble with their plan, like perhaps not having enough money? Well, remember, the idea isn't keeping up with the Joneses during Christmas. Yeah. It's having a debt-free Christmas. That's also a wonderful time and memory for your close friends and families. So be a student of each person on your list. Buy or make inexpensive gifts that are meaningful to the recipient. And don't forget. There's still time to bake and decorate Christmas cookies, <laughs> make gifts of them to all or, or some of the people on your list. Yeah. It's another inexpensive way to show people that you care. So make a stack of them, wrap them up and put a bow on them and you're done. And keep the focus on Christ who gave us the greatest gift ever, the gift of salvation. You can never top that. Where possible, your gift should also include a handmade card with some verses from the Christmas story in Luke 2. The world has taken Christ out of Christmas. Let's take this opportunity and put him back in it. That's a great idea, Howard. Now, uh, these handmade gifts may not cover everyone, so if you have to head to the stores, what advice do you have for us? Well, for a lot of last-minute shoppers, the temptation is just to whip out the credit card and use it. 
Yeah. But actually, there's nothing wrong with using a credit card if you follow three simple rules. And the last two apply every month. First, use a credit card only for budgeted Christmas purchases. Second, pay the credit cards off on time and in full every month. That way, there's no interest charges, no late fees, and no debt. And finally, the very first month you can't pay a credit card bill in full, take out the scissors and perform some plastic surgery. <laughs> Remember what Proverbs 22.7 tells us. The borrower is slave to the lender. The Lord wants us to be free, free to serve him and not our creditors. Oh, that's so good and so practical. As we tie a bow on this, Howard, pun intended, what final advice do you have for us? Well, in Matthew 25, Jesus said, whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did it for me. So try to save something for a very special gift to the poor this Christmas season, because when you do, you're giving to Christ himself. Oh, I love that. Well, Howard, Merry Christmas to you, my friend. Thank you for stopping by today, and we always appreciate our time with you. I uh, love the time with you, Rob. <laughs> that was Howard Dayton, former host of this program. He's the author of Your Money Counts, and he stops by regularly on this program. Take his advice to heart. Don't try to keep up with the Joneses. Put that plastic away. Make gifts where you can and keep Christ at the center of your Christmas. All right, your calls are next. 800-525-7000 is the number. 800-525-7000. This is Money Wise. For a bit longer anyway, we'll change our name in the new year. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. What if buying groceries, gas, or dining out could help change lives? With Christian Community Credit Union's Cards That Give to Missions, you can help spread the gospel, combat human trafficking, and protect vulnerable children with every purchase at no cost to you. Apply for your card today. More information is available at joinchristiancommunity.com. That's joinchristiancommunity.com. The Credit Union is an underwriter of this ministry. Membership eligibility required. We are grateful for support from Praxis Mutual Funds. Praxis Mutual Funds has seven impact strategies that are designed to create positive real-world change. More information is available at PraxisMutualFunds.com. The fund's investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses are contained in the prospectus and summary prospectus. This and other information is available at PraxisMutualFunds.com. Investments involve risk. Principal loss is possible. Foresight Fund Services, LLC. Welcome back to Money Wise, where God's Word meets your financial decisions and choices. Hey, have you considered a gift to Money Wise Media? We're listener-supported. As a nonprofit ministry, we do what we do on the air and in our app as a result of your generous support. And beyond the giving to your local church, if you would consider a gift, we'd certainly be grateful. You can head to our website, moneywise.org. Just click the Give button, and you'll find a way to give online, over the phone, or through the mail. Again, a gift to Money Wise Media is taxed deductible, and we'd certainly be grateful for whatever you can do. Moneywise.org, just click give. Thanks in advance. Let's head to the phones. Again, a few lines open, maybe two or three. 800-525-7000 is the number to call. Uh, to Cleveland, Ohio, Emmanuel, thank you for calling. Go right ahead. Yeah, hi. Uh, thank you for taking my call. I have a student loan debt. 
uh, it's not alone that actually uh, I was supposed to uh, accept the reward for my summer semester. And then I, for some reasons, I just forgot I did not accept the reward. And then I have a debt of close to uh, seven grand right now. And then uh, next semester resumes um, the 29th of this month. And I have to pay that just so I can graduate in December. I just want to ask, is it uh, the right thing for me to do to take out a private student loan at this time? Because uh, if I say I should pay, uh, I should go into, uh, what's it called now, uh, payment plan, it's going to ruin me before the end of the year. I don't want to touch my uh, savings with my wife. So uh, that's where I'm at right now. I just want to know what's the best shot. Yes. Uh, so would you actually be refinancing a loan or uh, this is a bill that's unpaid at this point? It's unpaid. Okay. So you're going to owe this amount by what time, what point will you owe this? I already owe it. Okay. You already owe it now. It's due currently. And yeah, you're wondering uh, how you should go about paying it. Do you qualify for federal loans? Yes, I do. Okay. And why are you thinking private over the federal loan options? Uh, because uh, the the federal loan option will not make up for my summer classes anymore this time. It's late for summer classes. Uh, I already called the school and then they were like, uh, I can't do that anymore. It's only going to apply for my uh, fall semester. I see. Yeah. So nothing that's already been in the past. But you can use uh, private student loans to pay in arrears? Is that right for um, expenses you've already incurred is what you're saying? Yeah. Can I do that? Is it possible for me to do that? Yeah, that's a good question. I would check with uh, the private lenders. I suspect that you can, uh, given that that's what it's for and that this amount is owed and it can be paid directly to the school. The downside of the private loans is typically you'll have a little higher interest rate. It's going to be driven by your credit worthiness and your income, uh, but then also you don't have the flexible repayment options. But I certainly understand that you don't want to you know, chew up all of your cash that you have available. So I would go that route. Uh, you can look for uh, you know, the best uh, private uh, lenders uh, online um, and, you know, find out, you know, where you, you might want to go. SoFi would be one, and there's a number of them now, but I'd do a bit of research. They're all uh, rated differently, uh, but I'd probably look there first, Emmanuel. I think the key would be to make sure you have a repayment plan that's going to allow you to get out from under this within 10 years. Let's not string it out any longer than that. But um, And then, obviously, as you have resources available through your job and so forth, I'd try to really prioritize getting that paid back just as quick as you can. Um, but beyond that, uh, I think this is certainly a good option to look at how you would get that covered. Moving forward, if you need to do additional borrowing, try to minimize that as much as possible. But I'd probably look at the federal loan option in the future. All right. Thank you very much. Really appreciate right, you're, that. You're very welcome. God bless you, my friend. To Miami, Florida. Hey, Jim, how can I help you, sir? Yes. Uh, yeah, I just had a quick question. I'm getting uh, ready to get a large settlement uh, due to a injury that I had about four years ago. Um, it's roughly around 600K. I'm 36 years old uh, and I have about 130 in debt. That's including mortgage car notes. And I don't know where to go from here. I do have a, uh, a financial advisor lined up, um, but I, I need more information. 
Okay. Well, um, what are you sensing? What do you think you want to do moving forward? And what are your main questions at this point? Well, um, I mean, I'm disabled, uh, but I chose to continue working. Uh, but I want to build uh, a little bit for my, I have two daughters, so I want to build a little bit for them and uh, just pay off my debt and then just live modestly. I, you know, um, go kind of go from there. Yes. Okay. Well, I, I think you're on the right track here. I love the idea that you're not trying to raise your lifestyle as a result of receiving this large payout as a relatively young guy with a family. Um, I think the key is, yeah, let's use it for productive purposes, which in my mind is absolutely let's pay down or eliminate debt. That's always a good idea. That's going to free up quite a bit of margin every month and allow you to have a lot more flexibility because you're completely unencumbered. And then let's put it to work. Uh, let's also not forget opportunities for giving as well. Um, now, I'm delighted to hear that even though this is a result uh, of being disabled, you are able to continue to work. That's great. Um, and, um, you know, I'm delighted to hear that. So I think the key is, uh, number one, uh, doing some financial planning. And I would encourage you to use an advisor who shares your values, who understands kind of your, what um, is most important to you as a believer so that you can consider giving opportunities, but also what this means for your long-term savings and investing. Uh, you're going to want to make sure you handle the tax side of this. You'll want to be um, you know wise in eliminating that debt. And then the key from that point forward is to say, how should we invest this? How much risk do we want to take? What is our time horizon? Do we want to take a portion of this and carve it out for college and maybe put it into a 529 plan? Or do we want to put it all in longer term investments for the future? And then, you know, as a part of that planning, defining enough. Because given the fact that you're a young guy, you already, uh, you know, on your way to saving for retirement, now you'll be debt free and you'll have this kind of big uh, lump sum coming your way. The question is, how much is enough? And, you know, what are you ultimately trying to accumulate? And at what point will you be done saving so that you are free to give more away? Um, because it's not about the mindless accumulation of wealth. It's about accumulating wealth for a purpose. And that's in light of our values and priorities and our time on our knees, you know, before the Lord asking him what he's called us to uh, in this life. So I think you're on the right track here, and I would really, you know, find that advisor, perhaps the one you've already selected, that can help you work through all of this, both from a financial planning standpoint and then ultimately an investment management standpoint so that this money is prudently invested based on your goals and objectives and a properly diversified portfolio. And then somebody who's not emotional, uh, you know, uh, related to this money can make sure that that investment strategy is enacted over time, regardless of what the market does in the next six months or a year. Does all that make sense? Yes, absolutely. It does. I just wanted to have a little bit of guidance and I think you've given it to me. Good. Glad to hear it. If you want to uh, consider another advisor or two before you make that final decision, you can head to our website, moneywise.org, and connect with some certified kingdom advisors there in Miami. If you've already made that decision, that's great. I think uh, getting some wise counsel, Jim, given the changes that are taking place and the significance of the money that's coming your way is very prudent and uh, wise on your part. And so I would uh, follow that through and listen, all the best to you. I hope you uh, continue to recover, my friend. And we appreciate you being a part of the program. And we'll be back with more calls on MoneyWise.
Do you ever feel stressed or anxious about money? If so, that's normal, but you don't have to accept that. You can find peace of mind and financial security. Learn how with the 31-day devotional, Money Seeking God's Wisdom. You'll find powerful scripture and practical exercises for spiritual and financial growth. You can request your copy with a gift of any amount. Would you consider a monthly or one-time gift by December 31st? Just visit moneywise.org slash give. We are grateful for support from LightPoint Portfolios, which seeks out family and faith-friendly investments for 401k and 403b plans, integrating faith values and fiduciary duty. LightPoint Portfolios offers retirement plans for a variety of organizations such as businesses, nonprofits, and churches. And we're grateful for their sponsorship of the MoneyWise program. More information is available at LightPointPortfolios.com. Welcome to MoneyWise. I'm Rob West. We're taking your calls and questions as we apply the wisdom from God's Word to your financial decisions. Not so we can enrich ourselves and build bigger barns, but so that we can understand God's heart as it relates to money. We all manage money every day. And the question is, does it reflect our values and priorities? Are we using it in a way that advances the kingdom? Are we building our own mini kingdoms here on earth, or are we building God's kingdom with an eternal perspective, enjoying what God has given us, providing for our families, but also participating in God's activity through our giving and using money as a tool to accomplish His purposes? Well, that's the heart of the matter here at MoneyWise each day. And together we gather uh, to answer questions and talk about how we can uh, address the financial concerns we have each day, but using the wisdom from the Bible, not taking our cues from this world. We've got a few lines open at 800-525-7000. Continuing uh, with our calls here, back to Tennessee. Shelly, thanks for calling. Go right ahead. Yes, I have three credit cards, and one I owe like $700 on at 10% interest. I have another one I owe 2000 on and another one I owe 2000 on. And I was wondering what would be your suggestion to um, pay those off quickly yeah. or which one I should pay off first. Sure. That's a great question, uh, Shelley. The interest rates on the $2,000 cards, are they pretty high? Yes, they are very high. Okay, like north of 20%? Yeah, they're 27, yeah, at least wow. 27. Yeah, yes. wow, okay. And uh, how much margin do you have at the end of the month after the bills are paid and the minimums on all these cards? Do you have anything left over? No, not okay, usually, so no. Kind of right up to the edge. So you're basically just sending the minimum payments, correct? Pretty much. Okay. Uh, do you think there's an opportunity to cut back spending, eliminate subscriptions, cut back on eating out, discretionary spending? I mean, have you taken a hard look at this budget to see if you could cut back on your spending and try to free up more that could be sent to the credit cards? Yes, I, I probably could. I could probably do that, eliminate my cable or something like that. Yeah. Okay. And then do you have any kind of emergency savings right now? No. Okay. Well, I, here's where I would go with this. You're right at the threshold with 4700 in debt, especially without much in the way of margin to send extra. You're really at a good place to use what uh, is called debt management or credit counseling. Are you familiar with those terms? Yes. I've heard okay. of those. Yes. 
Yeah, so anything over 4,000, it really makes sense, especially in a situation like this. I mean, if you said, listen, I've got, you know, $500 extra a month, I can apply to these, you'd probably just want to do it yourself. We'd knock out that smallest balance first, even though it's the lowest interest rate, and then you'd just keep right going down the line until they're all paid off, and a year from now, you'd be out of debt. But because you're kind of living paycheck to paycheck, that's where debt management really shines. So essentially, these accounts would be closed, Um, they would be reduced. And you wouldn't have to put all three in. If you wanted to keep the one at 10% out, you could. But if you're comfortable closing them all, you'd put them into debt management. Uh, Through credit counseling, the interest rates are lowered, and that's really essential. And then you'd send one monthly payment direct to Christian Credit Counselors, our preferred nonprofit debt management company. Uh, They would then distribute a portion to each of the three, and a combination of that fixed-level monthly payment plus the reduced interest rates will allow you to pay this off 80% faster. And you'll also have some encouragement, I think, Shelley, because right now you're probably sending these minimum payments and not seeing a whole lot in the way of these balances declining, which is frustrating. But when you start to see yourself making some progress through that monthly payment every month and you realize the balances are coming down, now all of a sudden you can see the light at the end of the tunnel and feel like, okay, I can see how I can be out of debt over time. And I think that's really going to be the best solution for you. The other thing that they'll do is work with you on your spending plan to look for areas to cut back because I'd also like for you to build up an emergency fund of somewhere between $1,000 and $1,500. It might take several months to do it, but that's going to be key because when the unexpected comes, and it will, Shelly, I don't want you to have to rely on credit cards anymore. I want you to have some money and savings ready to go to be able to cover that. Let's break the cycle, and then once we get you out of debt, uh, then we'll build that up to three to six months expenses. And now all of a sudden we're starting to take this extra money every month and putting it into a retirement account or something else that, you know, is positive that's building your, your net worth, um, you know, that you can use down the road. How does that sound? Well, that sounds pretty good. That sounds yeah. pretty good. Okay. So what I would do um, is reach I out. I have another quick question. If I got okay. like a part-time job or something, what would you suggest if I could do that? What would you suggest in that area? Which one should I work on first? Which card? Yes, sir. Yeah. Uh, If you had a lot of extra income, you didn't want to go through debt management, as much as it might surprise you, I'd say let's knock out the $700 first. And the reason is that's going to give you the motivation to keep going. If the balances are roughly the same on the next two, they're both right at 2000 then I'd choose the one with the highest interest rate to go out, go after second. And then once that one's gone, then put all the money, the minimums from the first two, plus all the surplus from your second job, I'd put that on the third, the, the third of the debts, the 2000 with the lower interest rate. Yes, because I have been offered a job, but I haven't accepted it yet because okay. of the situation that I'm having to deal with my parents right now. So I see. But, um, I could, now keep I in could mind, if you decided to go it. through debt management, you can accelerate these payments at any time. So you could go and get the, the interest rates down, start sending a level monthly payment, and then if you decided to take the job and you got an extra 200 or $500 a month, you send it on and they'd send it right on to the creditors and get those balances reduced. So that would 
would still be an option through debt management, but at the end of the day, you need to do what's going to work for you. I just want you to get this paid off as quick as you can. If you want to pursue the debt management option, uh, you can find our friends at christiancreditcounselors.org. They've worked with hundreds of our MoneyWise listeners, and the testimonies are incredible because they're believers. They know what they're doing. They're good at it. And this is my preferred way to get out of credit card debt when you have at least 4000 or more. Again, christiancreditcounselors.org. Shelly, all the best to you in the days ahead. I'm confident you can do this. Just stay at it. And once you're out of debt once and for all, let's get that emergency fund up so we don't ever have to go back to uh, using credit cards for any expenses that aren't budgeted and can't be paid off at the end of the month in full. God bless you. Well, before we run today, I want to ask you about how you think about money. Do you control how you spend it, save it, and give it? Or does it seem to control you? Well, every day we talk about what the Bible has to say about money and how important it is to have a plan for how we manage it. If you haven't already done so, let me recommend that you check out the free MoneyWise app and let it help you get started on building a plan and working that plan so you control your money rather than it controlling you. You can find links to it on our website at moneywise.org. I'm Rob West. Many thanks to our amazing broadcast team and to you for listening. I hope you'll join us again next time right here on MoneyWise. MoneyWise is provided by MoneyWise Media and listeners like you.